whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hi, how are you doing, Mr. Ivan Moody? I am fucking tired. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Why are you tired? What did you do yesterday? Uh, I drove for 15 hours last night from about, yeah, from about four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday until 7 a.m. this morning. So I'm opening a recovery center here in Cheyenne, Wyoming in the States. See. And so I, I had to drive out here to uh, ensure it's closing. So when, uh, when is it going to open? Probably next month we're looking at. I, I, I would prefer October, but they'd like to do September. So we'll see. Recovery for addicts? Indeed. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I got my own uh, addiction history, so I'm glad for anyone who sticks uh, to their guns when it comes to fighting addiction. Me too, brother. Me too. Yeah. Hey, clean table. I'm sorry? Welcome to the clean table. Yeah, I am. Over a year. Good for you. Hey, man. Fucking hey. Bravo, man. I know nobody else is going to pat you on the back, but I'm going to. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you. But let's, uh, let's get to, to the happy stuff. Um, you're in the back. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. You're correct. But uh, let's get to the music. Um, you're going to, re going to release on August 19th, your ninth studio record, Afterlife. Um, after all these years and all the success that you guys have had, are you still nervous, anxious, excited before uh, releases? Or uh, is it all just routine for you by now? Oh, it's never routine, man. If it gets to be routine, then you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm extremely nervous about this one. Um, excited is a better word for it. And I know you're supposed to say that, mm. but the reality is, is that Zoltan and I worked very, very hard on this one. Uh, we started from the core of ourselves and our, our love for music and our passion for what we've done throughout the years. And uh, we came to the table and we had one rule. Mm -hmm. There's no rules. <laughs> so we got, All the playbooks, all the rule books, everything. We took all the chains off. We threw them out the window and him and me and Kevin sat down and uh, we reconstructed what we think is going to be one of the apexes of our career. Wow. Uh, big words from a band that has reached many apexes, if I may say so. We thought the same thing. We were like, how are we going to supersede what we've done? And the yeah. idea don't. You just stick to what you love, man. And that's just the core of the music. Let it evolve with us, you know? So it, it turned out, it, it's something to be written home about. It's very special, man. I'm sincerely looking forward to it. I think we all are. I got the chance to listen to it today. And <gasps> no. Oh. Yeah, just a little sneak peek. Yeah, and, which, uh, one, which one did you hear? The whole thing. The whole thing? One, one listen through just to... What, what three stuck out to you? Tell me three. <sighs> I think uh, Welcome to the Circus, um, then uh, Judgment Day. And, Judgment uh, yeah, one. The golden egg, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I was very surprised by, it, um, by the sound of the song with, uh, with uh, the, uh, the electronic elements that uh, persist throughout the song. But uh, yeah, it just... You know, I grew up with a lot of industrial music. I've told people this in the past. Five Finger Death Punch is the very first band I've ever been in that had guitar solos. Really? Before that, Integrator and Ghost Machine and another band called Toys. Most of the bands I was in were, were more based around industrial music, like Ministry, Skinny Puppy, mm -hmm. uh, Itzereb, for, you know, Front 242, stuff like that. 
So for me, it was really nice to go back to the table, like I said, and to put in elements of stuff I grew up on. And Zoltan has such a wide spectrum of music. Like he likes everything from ACDC to ZZ Top. He literally does. And so it, it's, it's so much fun to get inside of his head and say, well, what if I wanted to try this and this and this? And Judgment Day is a perfect example. That was one that I was very fearful about putting on this record because it is so different. It's a 180 done. But I've got to tell you, it's it's my favorite song on the record. Well, one of three favorite songs on the record, for sure. I think the third for me is um, Times Like These. Very good. Formidable. Yeah. What did you think on the end? I'm sorry? The end? The end, yeah. I was, I, I, I'm afraid that it will be the end, but it won't. I know. <laughs> um, actually, I can't recall that one in my head right now. I, I know I heard it. I heard all of them. Um, which are your three favorite? You named two of them, Judgment Day, The End, and there's a toss-up for me between Dem Bones. I love mm -hmm. Roll. That, that's like, that's primitive OG 101 five-finger death punch. You know, it's just right there. And uh, I would have to say the other one is probably, I'd have to say Circus. You know, Circus was Welcome to the Circus. It was one that Originally, Kevin and I decided to write something together that was a little different and see how Zoe felt about it. Mm. And that was, and so I handed it to Zoltan and I said, what do you think about this? And he goes, give me two days. And he came back and he fucking all those riffs. I was like, bravo, fucking yeah. That, that was that. So. Um, this record was the first one you recorded with Andy. How was that like? A breath of fresh air. I don't know how else to put that. I'm not, and I've got to say this, it's not an insult by any means. Jason Hook is one of the greatest players of all time. He's a fucking shredder. He's a, he's a fucking guitar player. I mean, he's like a hero. He really is. He's a guitar player's player. But Andy James is a whole different monster. And I didn't know what to expect. He's very fluent in the way he plays where Jason was more of a bluesy player. He's very choppy. And Andy is very, very fluent is the only word I can use. His fingers never look like they actually touch the fretboards. And when he plays, you can see this, this sincerity behind his eyes. He gets lost in it. And it's a very, very beautiful thing to capture my man. So I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am for Andy fucking James. And I have to throw fucking in there because that's just me. Sorry. That's his new middle name, like Seth fucking Rollins. Now it's Andy fucking James. AFJ, Andy fucking James. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read an interview with, uh, with Zoltan in which he says that there are overarching story, that there's an overarching story in your lyrics on this record and that even though you didn't plan it, it kind of feels like it's a concept album. Can you elaborate on that? What like the overarching story themes are on this record? I think in every record, If you listen to it from, from stage one, from Way of the Fist, you can even hear the differences and the similarities in my voice, progression, ways that I've grown. Each album is a signature of where I was in time. Uh, you can find me all through Wrong Side, Capitalist, Got Your Six. This album is such a staple for where I've come. You've got to remember, this is only the second record I've made since War is the Answer that I was clean of liquor. So it was a big deal to me to reconnect with my music, man. Um, 
I, I don't know how else to put it besides. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent if I keep going in. I'm, I'm sure you don't have that kind of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just such a special album for me, man. Um, again, there's a lot of compromise when you're in a band, when you're in anything. I'm sure there's compromise where you work too. You have an editor or somebody you have to answer to, I'm sure, right? Yeah. It's just the food chain. There's a pecking order in life. And in a band, you will always give and take. There's always win and lose. The better part of a song wins. But sometimes I didn't feel like it was the better part of a song. And I was quoted as saying the last two albums I didn't think were that great. And I meant Gotcha Six and Injustice. Uh, I thought F8 was one of our best albums ever. Agreed. But in, and got your six or they just it felt monotonous, like we were doing the same thing, running through the same motions, and that's what I wanted to get away from. I have to love what I do, man. And afterlife is exactly that. It's after everything we've done in the past. It's it's a prelude to a kiss. And you said it yourself. Most people didn't think that we were supposed to make two albums, much less nine. So all these times they wished us to die. We made sure that they knew that the underdogs don't go away that easy. And that was another chance. This was another chance for us to prove you wanted us dead. Well, there you go. Here's the afterlife. Go fuck yourself. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> you actually um, spell afterlife with uh, a capitalized L and uh, one word. Does that have any special meaning? You notice that. You're the first one to notice that. No, you are. It's because when I originally wrote it, I, I meant it as two separate words. Um, but when you combine them together, obviously they mean the one, the angelic, the afterlife, right? So I wanted it to be noted, noted that after your life was really the intention. After what you do on a daily basis, after your job, after the grind, after going and seeing your friends, who are you at the end of the day? When you're laying by yourself in bed and you've got one candle lit and you're listening to your favorite song and you're thinking with no interference, that is after your life. And so I wanted it to be apparent to people that that's what I intended. It's supposed to have the double meaning. It's not tongue in cheek. It's a double edge. So I'm glad you caught that, man. And sincerely, you're the first one person to catch it. So bravo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we presented a few songs, of course, every single we, we presented on air to our listeners. And uh, I, kind of just stumbled upon it and I couldn't find an answer online. So I thought the perfect way is to ask the man who thought about it <laughs> of, uh, out of whose head it came. <laughs> But um, Afterlife is actually not the only release, including yourself, that is going to drop in the next few weeks. Um, on the 14th of September, the horror movie The Retaliators will be released in which you play um, a role on screen. And I was wondering how How did that come to be that you, uh, that you got the part in the movie? Uh, well, that, that had a lot to do with my management team. Of course, I'm grateful for them. I had mentioned to them a couple years back, you know, I did a movie called the devil's carnival and it was more of a, a musical, if you will, kind of an abstract musical. And I told them that's, that's where the next growth for me is. I want to start trying to do more film. Uh, I've always been into creative writing. I love acting. I think it's a fun thing. It's, it's night and day compared to what we do. It really is. 
And it's just something I find very interesting is reenacting or enveloping a character that somebody else has created or having a say in that for that matter. So Vic and these characters, they were right up my alley for one. You're talking about an overly aggressive, abrasive, narcissistic gang leader uh, who's on a, a mission, a vendetta, if you will. And he's very rogue about the way he handles it. So for me, it was a perfect setup. And so when Jackie, my manager, and Alan Kovac called me and said, we have this role and we really think you'd be great for it. The first words out of my mouth were yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> so a lot of fun. It was a very short-lived thing. And see, this is also really quick. Before I found out that my friend Jacoby, uh, Ice Nine, Tommy Lee, there's a group of other musicians and artists involved, which really made it interesting for me too. You know, I, I love the old school culty movies already and this one has that real morbid vibe to it it's very insidious but at the end of the day it's got that glory hero story attached to it and it's just an all-around good enveloped script man so i'm just really excited and the soundtrack i've always been a buffer i talked to my my people i said before we do this is there a soundtrack because i love the crow and i love last action hero and i love these these fucking epic you know these soundtracks and they were like oh well we're glad you asked. And so uh, we wrote a couple songs with intention to be on this film, one of which was Darkness Settles. And the other one you'll hear, it's called IOU. And uh, both of those sit really well. They resonate well. I'm kind of upset at my management team if they watch this. We should have had the head track. I love Nikki Six to death, but it should have been us, man. Just saying. Now I've got that out. Next. How dare they? <laughs> Uh, Zoltan is also in the movie. Um, what was it like? Uh, did you shoot scenes with him? Did you work side by side? How was that compared to working in a band together? It was, it was great because he wasn't in control. He, he had to act, you know, and so it's a whole new world, man. And he's sitting there and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, well, do I say anything? Do I move? What's the camera angle? And he's trying to get behind the director and look at what they're doing. And they're like, no, no, you can't be back here. And And I'm just out front laughing at the whole thing. You know, I'm like, sometimes you gotta, you gotta know, play your role, man. Just know your fucking role. And so it, it was really cool. And he did a fantastic job. Chris did a really good job. He wasn't far out of character though. He just played a big burly biker, but it, uh, it suited him well. And so all in all, it was just fun, man. It was a really good time. Um, you just mentioned that you also were in the devil's carnival and you also were in Blatt, if I'm correct, from 09. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you about that movie. I don't brag about that one because it was a shitty film. <laughs> well, it was you were young and you needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get paid. So there goes that one right out the window. But uh, hey, whatever. Chick but you dig would, it. Yeah. But you would like to do a leading role someday? Oh, most definitely. That's where my heart's set. Um, I, I, like I said, for me, that's stage two. Uh, I, I love music. Music is a part of my soul that always will be. But uh, as, a, as an artist, there are things I want to do as an expansion, as a personal, as a person on a personal level. And uh, acting is just right up my alley, man. It's kind of goes hand in hand with the whole theater, theater and uh, the theatrics of it all. So, yeah, I most definitely want to want to act as, as a head in something. I'm not sure what they would uh, script me as, but. As long as it's not an ice cream man or a porn star, I mean, I mean, it would be pretty or an, hilarious. Or an, or an ice cream man that's a porn star—that would be really awkward. 
but you can do could do an ice cream sandwich and we could come up with a sex position that's called ice cream sandwich. Hmm. You think about that one and get back to me. Maybe, you know. No, let's, let's talk later. Yeah, that's a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, um, being in front of people, uh, from August through October, you'll be on tour with The Who, Fire from the Gods and Megadeth, um, which is a fucking crazy lineup. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever been on tour with Megadeth before? Yeah, we just did a few dates with him over in Europe and we played some shows with him before uh, prior out here in the States. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we also played some other dates with him out in Europe um, last time we were there. Dave is, uh, he's, he's such a unique individual. He really is. Uh, I know that everybody hears stories. The, the times that I have spoken to him, very intellectual, Uh, very strong about his opinion, of course, as you can tell, but he's very tactful about it. He gives you a chance to talk and whatnot. So that to me made the whole tour very intriguing. I like to, I like to be interested in, in the person behind the music as well as who's in front. Mega, that's an icon. I mean, my first album for was so far, so good. So what, you know, it's like, I fucking love Megadeth. So, but to get to know him on an intellect level and to be out with a band like the who, who's crossing over here into the States as well as over there in Europe. Mm. And then our good friends from fire from the gods, who's old hand is a co-manager for is really good to see them kind of take off and, and get some, uh, some, some float underneath them, if you will. So uh, when I heard about this tour, when it was brought to me, I, I lit up like a firecracker, man. And it really, as much as I, I like the who, and as much as I love the guys from fire from the gods, it really had everything to do with Megadeth for me. I mean, next to Metallica and Slayer, uh, you know, of course, Anthrax, but I mean, like King Diamond, Motorhead, Dio, Sabbath, or Ozzy. Um, those are the bands. Judas Priest, you know, there's a certain, you know, there's a stage, for those musicians. And Megadeth is right there in the forefront. And so to, to have the honor of going on tour with them, it's, it's bucket list for sure. I can imagine. Fucking legend. Absolutely. I think, unfortunately, we are coming close to time, but I have one more question for you. I know that you are originally from Colorado, um, spent a few sure. summers doing your youth in Wisconsin, lived in L.A., and now the band is built from Las Vegas, as far as I know. Sure. Since the new NFL season is right around the corner, are you a Broncos, Packers, Rams, Chargers, or Raiders fan? <laughs> I hate the Rams. I can't stand the Rams. Uh, it really sucks because Odell Beckham Jr. plays for the Rams now, and he's one of my favorite receivers. Um, living in Las Vegas, seeing the Raiders come there. Listen, who's your football team out there in Europe? My favorite football team are the New York Jets because I hate myself. That's a great answer. That's how I feel about basketball. I like the Nuggets, so we're even. Um, growing up with the Broncos, out here we called them the Buncos. Because you never expect it's flip or flop, right? The Raiders seeing them come in, that's always fun. You know, there's AFC and NFC, right? Yeah. Right. They're different leagues. So for the AFC, first and foremost, I'm a Broncos fan. I bleed orange and blue, but I love what the Raiders are doing. I like the fact they moved to my new home, which is Vegas. So I'm kind of caught in the middle there. But when it comes to the Packers, my grandmama, raised me on the Packers. She bled yellow and green. 
So if I didn't say the Packers first, I think I'd be struck by lightning. Yeah. So I'm going to say Packers all the way. You got a green, got green, and, got green and yellow right behind you. All the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Wizard of Oz picture. That's actually autographed by all the original cast members. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Here, look. Let's see if I can get you up here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can you see them? Holy shit. Yeah. It's all the original cast members from The Wizard of Oz. Holy shit. I got shit. that from a friend of mine for a birthday present years and years ago. It's one of my favorite pieces because that is my all-time favorite movie. A very, yeah. very good friend, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, one of my best. So, hey, I want to thank you for everything and thank you for being patient, my friend. No problem. I want to thank you for taking the time and um, I uh, hope you, hope you uh, can launch your, your, uh, your rehab center um, with all success and uh, yeah, just help, help a lot of people. That's what it's about, man. Sincerely, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.